photographer whose pictures tell a much larger story when you check out his Instagram, and we'll get into that soon. Welcome to the show, Rick Calderon. What's going on, man? All right, thanks for having me, man. I love the name Creator Flow, and I'm really excited to be part of this podcast. Thank you, thank you. It's actually going on about the name. It was actually a deep process to get to that name. I wanted to make sure there was some meaning behind it, and uh, I think we 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 nailed it with with the name. So thank you a lot for that. It actually means it actually means a lot. No, no, it, it's it's perfect. I love it. So. Um, just to let the folks know, Antonio and you are good friends. I'm good friends with Antonio, hence this connection here. And I'm really excited because for those that do listen and our regular, our regular viewers here, they're aware that a lot of our guests come from Instagram. And to me, that's such a big, important part of this podcast because that's usually where we'll post a lot of our news and all of our stuff. But what's important to me is Instagram is obviously a place where you could you could tell a, a deeper, larger story about your your page or or whatever than maybe Facebook or other social media platforms will allow. Um, so to get right into it, I mean, is 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 Instagram a place for you that 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 you you hold it in, in a higher regard, or are there other spots that you like post, posting your portraits? For sure, Instagram is my. Priori- uh, prioritize media platforms that I post on. Um, that being said, I always assume like for whatever reason, if it does die or if any other platform gets bigger, I just have my, you know, I, I build my portfolio that it can work anywhere in, on the internet or in real life. But for sure, right now, Instagram is where I post most of my work, where I love to engage with, where I've met so many different people and connections. Even when I travel outside of New York City, I met so many people because of Instagram. So it's definitely a platform that I love to advocate for just for the fact that it builds such a connection and such a uh, foundation for my work and how I wanted to grow on and where I can take that work and build it outwards to different lo- different locations like my website or or prints. So you, you so you, you oh that's fascinating. I didn't know you were selling prints. That's actually you know, I mean, well, you want to make money. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not selling prints. Oh, you're not? I, I do, not yet, but I would love to make like a, a lookbook or like a photo book of like New York City, which had, would have a mix of like portraits, um, the locations and just some kind of journaling around it. Okay. That's future plans. But in terms of prints, uh, I make my I, I always prepare for like that possibility. Yeah, no. And, and your work definitely lends itself to a book for sure. I think... Uh, uh, I would, uh, I'm a big coffee book person. I have a lot of, I don't know if you're into, uh, when a movie drops, they'll release like the art of said movie. And I'm mm-hmm. big into buying those books and, um, my coffee table's filled with those. Um, I, your work and, and definitely if you drop, drop your Instagram account right now, um, because people should go list, should, should be scrolling while they're listening to this, to this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it's pretty much Rick X Calder, R I C K X C A L D E. Um, I take portrait photography around New York City and I try to write little stories with them, in either in the captions or just via photos. So hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of your subjects are women. Is is that on purpose? Is that just who is answering your your uh, your 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 posts online. I'm sure you're you're dropping this in certain areas of the internet, like you know I'm a photographer looking to. Or how, how first of all, how do you even do that? And also, is are are the women on purpose? Uh, so starting with the women, yeah, definitely I do shoot more women than guys. I think in my feed I can count at least five guys on my feed. Uh, I don't know. I just I scroll through other people's feeds or have like mutual followers or around New York city. And then, or people that message me are usually women. Um, and then and usually I just look at their feed and I'm like, Oh, I really like this work. I kind of want to work with them and tell the story based on this. Wow. Um, and I have meant, uh, message guys to work with, uh, but some, you know, got rejected and some, yes. Um, but I do want to do more guy photography, but I'm definitely like, I guess, more experienced in like posing for women, like having more women poses and guy poses. So that's definitely a, a field that I need to work on because, um, you know, when, men and women can have the same poses, but there's some kind of distinct factors of like, they're like a, how do I say it? Like, I'm just so like, used to like, if I, 
a woman doesn't know how to pose, I know already how to do it based on muscle memory and like how many mm. experience I have versus a guy I still need to work on experience, especially the people I'm looking to reach out towards. Like, um, I want to make sure I have like a clean set uh, mood board to create an idea with, which I do have one in the works. Now it's more about like finding the right person I feel like will like portray this idea well. So, but yeah, that's kind of like how I got in that direction towards shooting more women than guys at the time being. Um, yeah. It's fascinating because, uh, you know, I'm going through the, the, the account right now as I'm looking at it and obviously photography and, and you could go more into this. Um, but obviously a lot of photos with models or who, what have you, or they're going to be staged. Obviously you're going to set them a certain way to look, but there's something about some of these that, it seems so natural in a way that you, you just caught them doing this um, where a lot of photographers, you could clearly tell that they spent, you could see the, the, the effort spent on getting the model to, to do this where, which is fine. But in these cases, a lot of these cases, it looks effortless. And that's what draws me to your, to some of your, uh, photography and I think um, that's a testament to I guess both you and the subject um, is that something you think about or because because again it, it, some of these just look so effortless uh, so one thing I tell the models that I work with especially if there's a first time working with me is like I want to capture your personality through the camera um, you know feel free to move your own moves feel free to express yourself how you want to be if you're somebody that was happy and show happiness if you're somebody that's moody show moodiness if you're someone that's one that does a mix let's do a mix i really want to capture your story and personality of course there's always a little bit of element of my opinion into the photos that can't be taken away um, um but that's something that's the, definitely the main rule i try to do with people any of the people i work with um and that also being said i you know working in portrait photography i always see it as a team effort so i always give credits to the models i work with like although i'm the one creating the scene they're they're the one on stage they're the actor who's bringing out these emotions so it's definitely how i could like when we're out there it's 50 50 like so when someone says they credit my work i always say like hey it works to the model too like they worked hard on this um but yeah that's i'm actually really flattered and thank you for saying that because that's Kind of like the protector I try to portray. I try to, the efforts look is just like, I want it to just be natural. I like, I want their movements and like their feelings to be how they are, even if they're off camera. Um, of course, there are some that are like poses. You're like, oh, cool. We saw this pose on Pinterest. Let's try it out. Um, but then there's somewhere it's just like they're moving freely. And this is just like their own personality being captured. No, that, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's perfect because. That's what you want, because if you could just look into what the art, the, the photography, the photographer is doing before even really enjoying the artwork, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't really do their job. Um, so, you know, a lot of the people that we bring on the show are varying aspects of, of the creative world, singers, songwriters, artists, sculptors, what have you, um, you know, these are the type of folks that will have on actors, actresses, whatnot. And there's a question I always ask them, and it's like, when did you start doing this? And they're like, oh, well, I started in college. No, 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 no. I don't mean professionally. Like, when did it strike for you? Because I know for a lot of us, some of this stuff starts at a young age, but we don't really grasp it until we're older. Did you, were you taking pictures at, 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 a, at a young age? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> so, like, let's say when I was like 11, um, my family liked to do trips. So we would go on cruise ships. Let's say we went to a cruise ship around Europe and it took us to different parts. So like, I think one was like in Italy where we went to Sicily, uh, Venice, Rome. And my sister, she loved getting her photo taken. So uh, I would always be the one taking her photo, but I was like, oh, all right, I'll take your photo. <laughs> but then subconsciously, I was always trying to actually get a nice photo of her. Like, I'm like, I was stubborn about it. I was like, no, no, I want to get a nice photo here and do that. And also my dad was actually really into taking photos because he always liked making memories with the family. Like in my home, we have like pretty much a wall of 
full of photos of me and my family traveling. Like he just loved taking photos. Um, but I never really, you know, I never like took an interest or like was peculiar about it. Um, not until really until college, which you mentioned actually before with everyone else, um, where I was like, you know, I kind of like this. And I started taking pictures of graffiti because I actually liked a lot of like street work, artwork, gangskis, and New York City had so much. Um, so I just started taking a picture of that. And how that started was like my friends wanted me to be making Instagram because, you know, they just wanted more followers. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll get on it. So I got on it and then worked on graffiti work. And then I started playing with editing tools that my friend showed me because he was really into photography. Like he was a pro. And then I don't know, something clicked. And then I just started moving from graffiti to cityscape and to now, as we know, portrait. And I do still do cityscape because I think that's a totally different jersey. Um, terrain, am I saying right? Terrain. Um, where I just enjoy just going around the city and exploring. But um, yeah, so I guess subconsciously I started at like at 11 just for my family. And then the idea of making memories kind of stick with me that my dad taught me. And I just moved that idea forward to now. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, because again, yeah, we, 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 we get this itch at a young age, not realizing that just just picking up whatever it was, a pencil, uh, just just inspires us later on in life. Like, oh, that's where it all started. Um, and and the, the cool thing is that you could you could pinpoint that because some folks are just like I, – I, Sadly, they never had that as a kid, and they didn't pick it up until they were older. So that, that that's cool, um, and I, I, it's something that uh, I always I always like finding out about, like my guests when they're younger, because it's just it, it again. I want to say it again. It's just it always sparks at a young age, and it's fun seeing, listening to you, uh, all the guests just figure that out while on the show. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Um, so there's uh, there's something that um, that I'm actually curious because I'm I you know I went to school for that stuff too and and uh, obviously very familiar with all this stuff. Let let's set this record straight. Why does everyone think they know how to take a photograph? Yeah, that question. I've, I've had a few conversations about this. I mean, I think we can agree that art is very subjective. Um, you know, to sure. what is good for one person could be bad for another person. Mm-hmm. And I always take that consideration even with my own work. I think what I learned from my journey of as a photographer, I wanted just to focus on, I want to like my work. Like I, I don't want to, even if I'm looking at another person's work, I want to say, I like my work. And like, I want to continue growing it. Like I look, so especially, I guess in the years progressing, like I can see a transition where like from my past edits and now, I don't hate my past edits. I do love my past edits, but I love what I've been doing now too. It's just like, instead of going like up and down, I'm kind of going like in a hor- like a, a horizontal way where it's just, I'm just like, as I, uh, as I get older or just how time I eventually spend on it, I like, I'm just seeing different shades and like going the different directions um, of my work. So like, based on your question like there are people who are going to say i really like my work and uh, are are like like i can't hate anyone that says they like their work i think i would just hate on anybody or like talk to them about it like if they're criticizing other people's works um like it's not it's like not what's that word what's that word i'm looking for where it's like it's not good criticism it's a, it's just it's just there to like bring someone down there's no feedback to it um, which I've seen huh, on the feed. I'm, I'm trying to think of the word. <laughs> it's, it's like right on the top of my tongue. <sighs> That's fine. I don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but anyway, it's like it's just like it's criticism without any proper any feedback to it. It's just like you're just trying to bring someone down to bring yourself forward, kind of a sense. Right. Um, and then unfortunately now people can use use filters like or just use photoshop and then they people are focused on the idea of like all right it's okay i'm gonna fix it on i'm gonna fix it and edit afterwards 
for me, it's like, I really gotta like the photo before I even edit anything to it and then move forward from like, I really like this photo, so I'm gonna edit. That's my mindset versus, uh, it was okay, I think, but I'll fix it and edit, it'll be really good. Right. Um, which you can't do, like, if you see, if you see the photo, like, I know if I take this out, it's gonna be amazing, but I really like to like capture the raw photos in my images and like, like it from the get go and then just start molding it from there. Um, yeah there's there's a lot that you could do in post but there's so much that you can't do that you have to do while you're taking the photograph um and until some people realize that uh they're they're getting it wrong you know it just fascinates me because you see these instagram accounts or what have you whatever accounts and they call themselves you know uh you know professional photographers and you see their stuff and you're just like you know, you, I don't think you went to school for this. Not that you have to go to school for it, but you didn't read a book on this. You haven't looked at any other photos. It's as if you just spent the two grand on a camera, went in there, started taking pictures, and thought that, you know, you could start charging people for for your work. And for the for those that aren't aware of how bad that person's stuff is, or, uh, you know, it, it's it's it sucks. But, again... No, I'm not here to critique people without like knowing their knowing them, but um, I just feel bad for those that get you know maybe swindled into getting. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's hard for that stuff, to, especially clients looking for a good photographer and not knowing where to start or good. Right. And then, uh, vice versa, it can be any type of portfolio. Let's see, uh, uh, I don't know, a tattoo artist or a construction worker without proper reviews or like if they don't know if they have no knowledge of it yeah um so it's it's hard and then the people that think they're really good i don't know it depends on their motives and their values towards why they're doing it i was just saying like you know if your idea is to make money off this but and you're saying you're really good um you know time's gonna tell if you're if you actually are really good, because once you get to a certain level of like where you want to work with like big companies, they're going to shut you down. If it's if your work is really not good and then you're going to hit harder than right. where if you weren't now. Also, I think it's good to take criticism and good to like get criticism from other people feedback. Like my friend, when I first started, he would tell me from from day one. Cause I took his actually, I took his work pretty seriously. Cause I actually liked his work a lot. So, and he was like, you're like, yeah, this kind of looks like crap. I'm like, damn. But <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, but it's, it kind of helps me move forward because he, he added on to it, like saying like, Hey, it's kind of super sharp and too contrasty. Like you're adding, it's just like oversaturated type thing too. And then it gives me a different perspective. And I like, huh, you're kind of right now that I'm looking at it differently. And then, you know, I kind of fix it to the ideas of like how I wanted to like project it. So if these, if these people are like saying they're really good and then you try to say like, Hey, um, so this is my opinion about it. And then they start going off and going crazy on you. Um, you know, it's their loss. It's their loss. for not trying to trying to learn from each other. Cause I think this community is all about teaching one another and seeing a different perspective. Cause if you're looking at the same screen and same photos, like for constantly, you start to, you start to just, you know, you you, need, you don't have a fresh pair of eyes now, you know. At the end of the day, your 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 view is most important, but to get your best out of what you're looking for, it's always good to have like, you know, a set of feedback. Right. In my opinion. Um. But yeah, I mean, if they're calling themselves, everyone's they're saying they're like a super pro photographer and all this other gas stuff. I try not to pay mind too much of it unless it's hurting someone I care about or myself or the people I work with um because there's just so many of them out there I just rather focus on my own work and like portray like this is my image this is how I want to create and the people I work with I want to make sure they're comfortable and I want to make sure that they enjoy the work too um from a small I guess from a small like perspective from that that's how what I'm focusing currently on that's that's good because at the end of the day it is about yourself like you shouldn't yeah you're right you shouldn't be worrying about other people um especially when it's not affecting you um i think uh this is another thing that comes up a lot for for 
and I, I'm always interested to to find this out uh, from photographers, is do you think it's more on the equipment that you have, the physical equipment, or more on the software? And I know we just kind of brought that up a little bit, but what, what do you think? Uh, software meaning like Photoshop Lightroom or... Yes. Or, like, okay, like it, at yeah. the end of the day, I, is it about like... Is it more about the the equipment you bought, or the 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 editing software you're going to use after the fact? Uh, I'll tell you how I I always prioritize. I think it's always the person that's number one. Like I shot with an iPhone six starting off totally. with Cityscape work, and I liked my iPhone six shots, so my battery just kept dying. And then, so it's always the person. And then honestly, lens over body of the camera, because sometimes you really need like an 85 for like, if you really want, let's say the Empire still State Building closer to you, closer to the model behind, like the focus of it, or you want a wider shot to get more of a fashion shot, for instance. And then body of the camera, um, I use the Sony a7 II. But I used to use the A6000, and I love that camera. And I was going to stay with the camera, but it broke on me, too. Like, the shutter speed stopped working. So Oof. I'm like, okay, time to upgrade. I'm like, it's fine. It's time to get a full frame. I'm like, um, and then the program, I guess, yeah, that's the last one in my list. Yeah. Because there's so many different programs. I know Lightroom is, like, the for photographers, like, the the most iconic and big one i even make presets with lightroom but if i didn't have lightroom it, i don't think it would stop me from like making these images because if there's an app where i can use uh tone curves if i can use uh change the exposure contrast contrast sharpening etc etc then it doesn't matter what app i use i know my settings i know what i like so i can always fix it anywhere even via Instagram app if I really needed to. If right. That was the only option. Um, so that's definitely media uh, for me. For at least for my photography, software is last. Um, and there's so many different apps out there. Even with your phone, I'm not even kidding. Like it's so crazy how you can just make anything disappear in like any type of other versions of Photoshop's or like uh, mold or twist the photo how you want it to be. It's it's insane. How yeah. technology come by? Should we always do it? I mean, I guess it depends on your artwork. I kind of I'm very basic with my editing styles. I'm more about like uh, creating color gradings and like making shadows and lights as much as pretty much that's what I kind of do for my photos. See, he he, the folks that are listening, he answered the right way because you can tell he's a real photographer. <laughs> because he, he you positioned yourself as the most important that's true i mean at the end of the day you can't take the photo without the person um and then of course yeah lens over anything of course um i think that's the thing a lot of people don't recognize when they're buying equipment first they're they're like you know they're, they're of course uh you know there's many many companies out there that you could wind up purchasing and they're all great um and that's that's a I think it's a uh, really comes down to a preference thing, not so much. Um, like you said, you had an A six thousand. I have an A. I have an A sixty four hundred. Nice. And uh, you know, the lenses from fucking Sony are so expensive that you could only buy a few at a time. <laughs> um, but I, I absolutely think Sony provides some of the best colors in the game. Uh, and the and the best features that are out there, um, that's just, that's my preference. Um, but I think yeah, I think at the end of the day, it matters about what lens you put on that boy before anything. Because yeah. there there's people that are making a killing with the six thousand still, and that camera came out, I think ten years ago. Oh yeah, I'm not seriously. I I would have said, but also like, I love Sony. I I really don't. I'm not really tech. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you in terms of like all I know is Sony. Um, but I do like see other cameras like Fuji and Canon and Nikon, of course. I love how Fuji gives like a very filmy vibe. Canon oh, yeah, like Fuji, amazing yeah. colors, like really good coloring. Nikon, best in the game for night photography and more. I've seen some really cool portraits with it. Um, Sony, I love because one, it's super lightweight 
my a72 so i feel like i can just carry it everywhere anywhere go like in a six seven hour hike and i'll be fine with it right um the lenses i found pretty decent price ones like my sigma 35 1.4 was like at the time was like only 400 in comparison to what it is now it actually raised i'm surprised um but yeah, Sig yeah. sigma is my go-to uh yeah sigma's and sigma's good i forget it's the a, other it starts pretty with affordable nice lens th there's another company that starts with an r that i'm forgetting uh, Rock, right Rockin? Rockin? yeah something like that they're really good too but i would definitely yeah like you, like you said sigma is definitely yeah, if you're if, uh, if you're trying to get something that's comparable comparable to the sony stuff definitely go mm -hmm. with a sigma 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 uh, yeah like, i think sony has a good amount of lens i'm like i'm not but they're so pricey <laughs> yeah they can be pricey it's like uh my favorite is zeiss the company Zeiss, personally. Oh, now you're just talking about the Rolls Royces of lenses. I know, like, I know. Just, it's just amazing. I, I love Zeiss. Um, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you have a couple of Zeiss lenses? Just one. I have the Zeiss 85. Wow. Um, I invested in that. That was like my, that was like a gift to myself for my birthday. And um, I never looked back at it. And yeah, then, no, no, know, of course. I was like, I'm going to use this lens and I'm going to make the profit back with photography like that was like that's like that was like my mindset yeah uh, for the whole thing well so. then yeah of course of course uh when you look at it that way that's a, that's not a bad idea that's yeah that's what it, it's what it's all about is getting that money back from yeah to make so you just make back the property your, your investment technically <laughs> but it was just so much fun to play with like on the first day like i just went around the city and then i was excited to work with one of my friends um to a first photo shoot with it loved it no it that's great fun. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, going back to like software being the least but very still, you know, important for a lot of folks, um, you know, the argument for a lot of people are like, well, you're not a good photographer if you have to go in and edit. It's like, no, it's not necessarily true, asshole. <laughs> like we, you, there, there's always going to be a time where you need to tweak something. And of course, especially looking at your work, um, you have a, st a style, you have an aesthetically looking pleasing uh looking uh, account that has its own style and the the style that you have chosen has has been the style i think since the beginning of it and you're keeping it that way if you were to post something now that had a more of a blue tone to it people would be like that who hacked who hacked his account <laughs> um but you know the whatever style you chose is the style you, and, and is is Actually, now that I bring that up, is that something you're gonna always stick to as of now, at least? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, I, I will say my photos are more warmer than cold. Yeah. But like you know, I when I edit them, sometimes they start off too warm, so I actually cool them down. So it's really a mix. I try to keep like a very neutral type thing with a hint of warmness. If that makes any sense mm -hmm. i'm like i'm now i'm just gonna scroll through on my own feed to see like my transitions um well, the one thing i always kept in mind for all my photos was i want to keep like the model i'm working with like their natural skin tone like i don't want to change right. it to orange purple red to like overcompensating colors that match like if anything i will selectively choose them to make sure that their skin tone is their skin tone and then I work around it. So that was like the always like the idea of wherever I took a photo, whether it was indoors, outdoors, um, a mix of both, light, um, shadow. I don't shoot much night, I will say that, which I would love to do in the future, which will definitely be like a, a different field for me, which mm -hmm. I will, I, which I would love to do. Um, but yeah, I kind of rambled on. I forgot even the question. I hope I answered it. Oh, I I I uh, was asking about uh, changing your style. If, if oh, you oh yeah, probably. Um, yeah. If I feel like I want to change it, then I will. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not set in stone to one thing, but I like what I'm doing right now, and like the editing style I'm using actually does change in increments. So it's like I have, let's say, one preset, and then I would just start tweaking it. And just moving forward from there like i kind of want to do this I'm like oh i kind of learned this on youtube let's try to add, implement this or like i kind of want to do this for this photo but something different for this photo but i can just mold it and blend with this and play around with it so that's kind of what i do for my kind of photography 
obviously portrait photography is your your go to. It's 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 what your whole uh, you know account is all about and whatnot. But have you thought of uh, architectural photography, landscaping, buildings, all this stuff? I mean, the city is so vast with its uh, architectural history. Is that something you'd be interested into doing? Yeah, so I actually started off doing that. Um, I I don't have the account now. I froze it for a sec until I went back to it. But that's actually how I first started everything. Like, um, if you go to my website, you'll see some of my cityscape work on it. Like, I went around this. I re I really went around the city taking photos of everything and everyone. Um, I went to like all that's how I kind of also like blended into portrait work because all the locations that I've worked in portraits started as a cityscape photo. So I already had experience in these locations and I just added the implement of a model saying like, hey, this will be a perfect photo by the model here. Let me just start working this up. So anytime I travel, I, I go crazy with city and landscape photos. Um, I don't have the account open now. But um, in my website, rickxcalder.com, you'll see a bunch of my cityscape work still there. Yeah, that, that's the thing that really strikes me when I see, um, like, what people can interpret, their interpretation of Manhattan. Um, like, what they view, because Antonio does it, too. Like, Antonio's uh, does a lot of some uh, cityscape. Mm -hmm. You reminded me what it's called. Uh, <laughs> uh, he does yeah. a lot of that, and... Uh, you know he's gotten better over the years, and it's some of his stuff is pretty fantastic. Um, and that's something that I I, I kind of want to do. I think it's I think it's just beautiful what what just the the naked city, especially at night. Like you said, you want to start doing some night stuff. The city at night is just fantastic. The lights, everything is just breathtaking. Um, I don't know um, if if you've checked this some of this stuff. I'm a big Disney fan, and I and I follow a lot of uh, Disney photographers. They'll just go to Disney World or Disneyland, and their whole account is just on Disney because they live in you know Florida or whatever. Right. And some of these people, holy crap! You think they're taking the photos for Disney as if Disney paid them, but they're not paid by disney and i'm sure maybe they've sold some of their stuff to disney but um I'll, maybe i'll send you a couple of these accounts it's ex extraordinary and i bring up one of them because there's this one woman like her style is pinks her whole aesthetic is just pinks and oh, cool and it's just so bright it's so like in your face and there's a lot of like sky blues going on and it's just a really cool aesthetic that she has um, and I thought of that when I saw your account, because again, you have this, this specific style. Um, yeah, I just fascinating. Definitely something to look at, look at. Yeah. For you those. know the name actually? Uh, hers, I don't, but the other ones okay. I could probably send you. Um, Sounds good. I'm cool. I like stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's something to really like, you know, examine. Um, so, I mean, your account, I looked at your account you have 13, I think it was 13, 14,000 followers. Did, did, were you shocked when your account blew up like that uh, to this point, um, or is it, was it a slow burn? Is this something that you that happened overnight or something? So I remember when my first like I had photos gone viral before a little bit, but this one did really well, and it was a portrait I took in the subway is where it kind of like first started, and then I started getting featured in some pages, and that kind of built up the momentum. So um, from there, I was like, okay, I'm building up momentum. Let's see what I can do from here. But I wasn't like, at that point, that's where, that was the point where I was just like, all right, this is a great momentum. I'm going to build it up here, but I'm not going to do like the advice where they say like, are you going to start posting every day? You're going to put in your stories. You have to do all this stuff. I'm like, no, this is going to burn me out. Um, I posted, it was always on a Wednesday. I just remember the day. I'm like, all right, I posted Wednesday. I think the next time I'm going to post is Friday. Let's see how this one does. Did okay. Didn't blow up. Um, and then Wednesday came again. I posted another one. That one went crazy. Blow up as well, actually. Um, my highest liked photo right now, I'm looking at it. It's 27,000 likes, 27,900. 
um, which came out time. Like, so that just, that kind of just grew as time progresses. So people kind of started going on my page based on that. And then I'm like, okay, let's put, let's post some reels. I'm going to post something. Uh, I'm going to post like a story of basically a before and after with music. And that helped out. So it was like a very slow, but surely steady growth. Because when that happened, I was at like, I think five, 4,000. I don't remember the mm. number, but then it slowly started growing and then I just kept it up. But same thing. I didn't, I didn't go crazy posting. I just really wanted to focus on the art, um, but I was happy to see it. It was cool. After I think I, I made them a goal like, all right, before 2021 ends, I'm going to see if I can help. I can see if I can reach 10K. Um, and I did, and it was nice to see. Um, but it wasn't something that came overnight. It wasn't where it just like all these people just came out of nowhere. Like it was a lot of like slow but steady growth and just talking with the people I follow. And for before I know it, I was already at 13.7. And yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's awesome. It's it's shocking, like uh how 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 the how your work I mean you as in as general like our work goes out there and then it just some stuff that you think is going to gravitate towards certain people that's going to explode doesn't explode and then the thing that you're like i think that really sucked <laughs> or i don't think um, i did yeah, as a good of a job that's happened where i'm like all right this photo's gonna this is gonna be like way past I'm like oh my god this is gonna do so good i love this photo i'm like oh this right. one's good too but like this one didn't get it right yeah it's 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 weird, just weird, and I mean, it has a lot to do with like whatever hashtag you may have used or not used, or just what time of day, what type of day it was for people. Um, it's just it's the 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 bizarreness of Instagram, and I mean, when once you hit to a certain level, then it's it's kind of everything just c comes regardless. But when you're at you know, when you're not at a million followers uh or or half a million it, it's it's still tricky um but uh no that's awesome man that that, that you've that you've gotten that recognition um because it's uh, it's funny i had a i had a musician well he's a music producer and i told him i told him when i had him on i saw all of his work his tiktoks his instagram reels uh his youtube channel and while watching his stuff just like you, um, like while watching his stuff, you're like, wow, this guy really knows what he's doing. He's, he's, he's kicking ass. Wow. He must have the world following him. And then you see his follower account and you're like, oh, well, that's, that sucks, man. I, I like, I, I wanted him to have so much more eyes on him, but I did, and that's where it comes to my next part, which is like, they'll, they'll come, they'll get there. Just keep putting that work in. Just keep putting that effort in, and then the people will will follow to your account. And and, and it's ring. It's proven true for you that you know it just takes time. You're still doing the same great work. It just takes some time, maybe for for people to to come over. Um, so I think that's important for whoever's listening to understand that that like, you know, don't don't get lazy because the fans aren't there yet. You know, you know, the five people that are listening to your small podcast or the 12 people that like your photos, uh, they're going to eventually tell more people and then, you know, or more people are going to find out about you and then boom, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I think the, uh, I was talking to my friend, he, cause he was asking for just some advice in terms of the media and stuff. And then I biggest thing I told him was like, like at that time period when I saw the photo blow up, it's also the time period where I really stopped trying to focus on like what all these influencers are trying to say, where you have to post three, four times a day, you got to do this, this, and this, you have to do this engagement, you have to do these, you have to do these trends. I was like, all right, this is stressful. It's not being fun. And it's not being true to my work. So I really just say like, all right, I'm really just going to focus on my work. I'm going to focus on my art and then I'm going to build an audience based on what I like. Cause if you base your audience, if you build, if you chase an audience using 
trends you're not very fond of, for instance, then, and even if they do come, if you don't keep up that same trend that you were like promising them or like that type of content you were promising them and now start doing content you like, but you, you really like now, they're not going to be as engaging as the one you promised them by showing it to them. Mm-hmm. So like, it's always important to do what you love, build your audience based on that. Because when the audience is here, they're going to be here for the work you love. They're going to be here for the things that you enjoy doing. And it's going to be so easy to make content for the stuff you love versus stuff you hate or don't like just because it was a trend. So there should be a good mix of like, you know, great, you know, like reels are honestly, they are, they are a really powerful tool. I'm not biggest fan, but I do like making my own. Um, But like, it's, it's so important to have a mix of everything. Like you can do a trend but make sure it's a trend you like and you can like portray your work in, in a way that you feel like you want to do. And then that's going to like, that's still going to present an audience that's catered to that likes your work and, you know, do something super creative and risky, like your own style. Like, even if you feel like you're not confident, but you want to do it, you should do it. And then, you know, standard stuff, but also just focus mostly on the art rather than the media itself. And I promise you, even if the growth is slow, at least it's in growth that you enjoy and you're going to build a quality audience versus a quantity. Because the person can have like, let's say 70,000 followers versus 7,000 followers and I have 900 likes on a photo on the 7,000 followers and 900 likes on the 70,000K. So like you, as someone with 70,000K, you should technically have more likes or like more engagement with your photo versus someone with 7,000. But because a person with 7,000 builds such a quality audience, that's a pretty good number versus a person who has 70,000 and getting the same amount of likes and like engagement with someone that's 7,000. So like, that's how I always say like, numbers are really not a big thing. It's more about like the people who you engage with, the people you bring and talk to and build a community with is so much more important than the quantity of the people that are following you. Exactly. That's what I always say here. It's something that I always try to keep telling other creative people and other artists. And that's something I actually, I haven't, I haven't asked you this and I'm going to ask you now in a second, but like we always ask what's success, what, what's the measurement of success. And for some people, they're always looking for that, that 10,000, hundred thousand follower count. And you know, you, you may never get that. But if, like you said, if you could garner a group of people, that that are that are loyal to what you do that's all that matters really you know and especially if they buy into what you're doing and literally buy what you're selling then that's that's great too um but like you know how many musicians drop a song on spotify and get you know 10 million downloads cool but i'll be happy if i get 10 that's 10 people that didn't know about me before. So it's just, you know, you got to look at it from a certain lens. No pun intended. But you got to mm-hmm. look at it from that way. And, and if you do, and you'll, you'll continue to be, quote, unquote, successful in your, in your head. So it's just, yeah, you're right. You're really right. Like, it, the fuck the count. Fuck the follower count. I mean, we would love if you guys follow us on, 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 <laughs> uh, on everything. But in reality... Uh, as long as you have that dedicated following, that's really, it's really, really what it's about. Um, yeah. And I, and I think you've gotten that. I think a lot of other people are getting that. But then you see these accounts that are like, who? Well, let's see who liked this. And then you click on that account to fake account, another fake account, another bot. You know, all these purchased accounts <laughs> that are just, that's low, man. To me, that's that's terrible. When, and I know I know someone close that does that. And I just, uh. it's it's... It doesn't help at all. It no. really, that's not going to get you anywhere. And it's pretty easy to spot. Um, but, you know, eventually, hopefully they learn that it's just not worth it. Right. Um, because I think there's just this, like, it's like really a mental psychology thing where, like, if I get to this number, I'm going to be successful versus but then meanwhile this person i can give an example like let's say one person has fifty thousand followers but technically you know they're not getting 
they're not getting really clients. They're not getting any collaboration from companies um, because companies can definitely look at if you're buying followers, like right. they have their sources. That's one thing. And then this person who's like, say 7,000, they're actually engaging outside media and like meeting, meeting agencies, going into fashion weeks, getting into magazines because they're burning the hustle. They like, all right, this is my online platform portfolio, but I'm only using this so I can get to A, B, and C because my goal is to be like, you know, build a magazine. That's not saying my goal, but I'm just saying an example. So, you know, it's all about what you use at your time, at, at your disposal. Don't, the numbers are not going to move you to your goals. They're just an outcome of, or like, a, or just a, a, a side factor. Yeah. versus your the goals you're trying to chase so yeah definitely focus on portfolio versus numbers 100 percent. yeah i it, it's it's just sad to see some people <laughs> thinking that the other way thinking of the opposite way and it's just when would they when will they learn when would they get it but i mean don't get me wrong like yeah it's i was definitely like in both sides like and when i first started for sure i was like all right i want these numbers 100 percent. that's just something that kinds with learning and experience like if someone can teach you ahead of time to save some time of course but learning from experience that definitely helped me grow in terms of my art and like what i want from media yeah um, it is cool to see. It was really. It was cool seeing like say the word, see the K in my following. Excuse <laughs> me, uh, the K in my following count. Cause I was like, oh shit, I don't gotta look at numbers. It's just the K now. And, like that was actually cool. I'm not gonna lie. It was not not saying it wasn't cool, but it didn't make me any difference in my um right. my work itself. Right. Yeah. No. You kept. You kept. If anything, it inspired you to work harder. Yeah. I just kept now i just yeah just right now like i did before i reached uh, 13k i just wanted to make art and make memories with people yeah that's what it's all about is these telling these stories and i think i think um it's 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 interesting like and I, i'm gonna ask you this because do, do you sit down and really talk to your 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 uh subjects before like trying to get into their head maybe uh, sometimes some became good friends and there are people I worked with multiple times with, or we just message each other on Instagram to like make new content with, or like new ideas with, like, there's like, there's people where I work frequently with, or there are people I only work one time with, um, and neither is wrong. It's just like, you know, there's some people you have like this really, uh, collaborative connection with, you yeah. know, like, I know I can make more work with this person. And there's people who are like, Hey, this is a great shoot, but we definitely have creative differences nobody's wrong in the scenario but i think moving forward we probably won't work with each other um i can't say i had like a lot of bad experience and the top of my head i can probably say like three or four out of like the 50 plus people i worked with mm -hmm. so overall it's been good Name so, them. Yeah, I, I got to know the people, of course, as we walk around the city and usually let's say it's like super cold outside and it's a client and we're like all right I would love to talk, but we're gonna keep we're gonna talk quickly and then get shooting because it's winter and we both are freezing. But right. most of the time, I'd love to get to know the people I work with because that's how you build. They get comfortable uh, in front of the camera, especially if it's your first time meeting them because you know you're new and they're posing for someone and they're they're doing a photo shoot. So you want them to be more comfortable with the person, and the more they know you, the more they're able to like get relaxed and be able to do more poses and like move freely and like how they feel um to really bring out their personality so i think communication is definitely key from during, before during and after a photo shoot that was that was huge because I, I meant to ask you that earlier in the show like and i don't mean this in a in a weird way but you they you have to ask for consent for for a lot of things like you gotta you know make sure they're comfortable with posing a certain way yeah are, oh, yeah, they, are they okay with doing this in front of a ton of people because i've seen some of the locations you've chosen or they've chosen, whatever, that that there's a lot of people walking around and people people get nervous when they have to pose in front of strangers. Yeah, so 100% agree with you. I always say like, hey, if there's anything you, you don't feel comfortable doing, let me know. Like, uh, especially during like the beginning of COVID time, I, well, I still actually, I still wear a mask because I do work in a hospital as a nurse, even though we don't have cases, I wear it just for protection to them. Um, and then if there was like a crowded area, I'm like, Hey, if you don't feel comfortable because of these times or for whatever reasons, 
you don't we don't we can just move on we can go forward like we don't have to shoot here i always make it a priority to make sure they are comfortable for whatever position like whatever place they're in like they're they're modeling in right um so that's always my priority when we first start i forgot you were a nurse antonio told me that a long time thank like thank you for all that you're doing by the way so uh, because okay. you know you, you yeah, well, I've, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard it, but like, you know, th- thanks a lot because uh, it's been a rough two years, uh, obviously, being being someone in that field. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really interesting that, um, yeah, COVID, the whole last two years, um, and I, I know we mentioned it before the show, like, really changed a lot of artists' perspective of what life could be because a lot of people had to stop working mm-hmm. you know whether it was freelance or whether it was a little bit more legitimate work for a lot of people it was done um did how how hard were you affected professionally in terms of photography uh so especially in the beginning of photography like the I mean, beginning of the pandemic I did not shoot with anybody until July. So from when did this all start? February? Uh, February. The lockdown was in March of 2020. March, all right, March 2020 until July. I did no photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I And then in terms of like keeping up with the engagements and like in terms of photography, I, I pretty much just went through my archive and I was like, all right, I'm going to focus on other stuff. I'm going to work on my website. I'm going to re-edit some raw photos that I had into like see different editing styles. Um, I even made like uh, different posts to like, you know, like to promote people to like stay safe and like promote mental health in mm-hmm. a sense. Cause I think during that time it was such a, you know, mental health has always been a big thing, but because of COVID it started to become more, there was more awareness so, and especially if people had to stay home for such a long period of time and then they have like, and they, if they live alone, it could be like a very uh, traumatizing time. So I really made it a, a key factor from both from mixing both my healthcare background and my art background and kind of portraying both. So I would just focus on making stories on like tips to stay, stay healthy or tips to, you know, tips to help you relax. And then even for photos or posts, I always write little captions about it. Um, and I made little videos. And this is when Reels and like TikTok was starting to pop off. Um, I didn't get out. I didn't really get on that train, but like I definitely was just working on some little videos. I kind of was just at that time, just shopping with the tools that I have at the time being. And then when July came is when I first did my first photo shoot. And it was like actually like a social distance shoot type thing where the the whole idea was to have like how you can enjoy yourself um, even six feet apart because, the, you know, the guidelines at the time were still all over the place. Yeah. So it's all about like um, social distancing, like enjoying like a life in the park. We were in Brooklyn doing a shoot. I had a measuring tape to to actually portray the six feet and put it like in a, as a photo. So it was just like a fun shoot that we, I kind of just wanted to do an idea of. I thought it was appropriate at the time. So, um, yeah, it was a great shoot at that time too. So that's pretty much what I did during my photography time for COVID. Right. And then on top of the madness at the, at the hospital. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, but it's, it's, it's good to see that you were still you were still able to, I guess, eventually get back to some normalcy with your photography at at a relatively fast time, uh, faster time than than some other creative people. Because I, I I've had people on this show that they they were like they were mentally checked out for probably a year. You know, it yeah. really you know for so many. Um, and the fact that you were in, you were on like the front lines doing that stuff and you were still able to get back like that, that's fascinating. And I guess, did, did, was it because you needed that outlet? Did you feel that um, that was necessary that you need to get back to some sort of normalcy? Uh, I always, I love photography as my outlet even mm. before COVID or after, or after during this time period, 
like it, it you know photography is work but it's it's such a work where i can spend endlessly hours on and then i feel like no time like time goes by fast and i'm like oh shit it's 12 12 a.m i started this at 1 p.m <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where like i can't do what i do without photography and the same thing i can't do photography without healthcare like i think there's a both parts of my life that i can't feel complete without so i don't know i guess i, I can't like really explain it I, I don't say i was like itching for an outlet but i was definitely like i was i was definitely like feeling like i really want to create right now and then i feel like it was the appropriate time to do so like it was starting to like start op- everything was starting to open up a little bit so i was like okay let me see who's comfortable doing a shoot with me at the time being and if it, if let's say nobody did i would not I wouldn't, t- I wouldn't take it to heart. I would be like, I totally understand. Like, this is what it is right now. I would totally respect it. I'll find my other creative outlets. If anything, I would have just like found some other way to create in my own type of way. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, that's beautiful stuff. I mean, cause, um, obviously we all went through our own madness throughout the last two years, personally, professionally, what have you. And it's 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 interesting to see how we all coped with it and how we all went through it and and, and it, to a to a degree it was very similar all of us kind of went through a similar thing, and then obviously when you get more specific it it was uh, drastically different for everybody. Um, so I'm gonna end this with a question I like to ask folks and I, and I I haven't asked the last few guests but I'm gonna get back to asking again. Um, being that we used to host a film podcast and being that film is uh, a huge part of my life, uh, I think a, a, a way to end the shows, I always ask folks that are guests, um, what's your favorite movie that deals with your profession? And it could be, you have two. So you could pick two, you could pick one. And I know this is just random, so maybe you don't even know. But uh, what are what, what is a movie or show that, that you love so much that deals with with your profession. Uh, I'm trying to think honestly. Uh, I love just looking at different vintage style movies or shows. So, on top of my head, I won't say these are like key factors that influence me, but I just love the aesthetics from these two shows that I remember watching in, in Netflix. That was like wow this is cinematography goal and i, I kind of want to like do something similar to this or mm-hmm. like the same type of like color grading or just capture like the queen's gambit i thought was super well filmed yeah um and it had a great storyline personally i know it's like a very popular show but like i really liked how it was um the other one is actually it's not even about like the cinematography. It's more about the meaning from it. And it was actually a show on Netflix too. It was called Blue Period. It was like an anime. I was just watching it recently, and it was just kind of like portrayed like someone who started art in high school and like but was never into it until then. Just became passionately about it. And the thing about it is like I take a lot of my inspiration, like not a lot of my inspiration, but some of my inspiration from art pieces themselves. Like I, I would go to the Met and I would look at a painting and I'll be like this person's popping it. There's two people in this photo, but this one is popping out more based on like how they depict it with the lighting and contrast and shadows. So my thing is all about like lights and shadow play in terms of like making my images kind of making my subject pop more and seeing an artist and like seeing like the passion in the show of like the struggle and like the success, it kind of just like, it just inspires me for my own, just seeing like how people grow. These are just like two things that just pop out of my head. But like, there's multiple factors, definitely. Um, but if I just had to say, like, the two shows that pop in my head right now are those two. It's funny that you bring up the Queen's Gambit. When you mentioned that, I was like, "That's very his style." Like, yeah. <laughs> it it fits into the realm of what you do, and and that's 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 cool that you can point that out. Um, that that's funny. You know, art is art is really like a reflection of your own personal your own personality and there's also external factors to take into consideration so i definitely even if i'm taking pictures of other people there's definitely elements of my own personalities i'm trying to figure out in my own self-development growth that i add to my photos especially in my writing to my photos so 
you know, I think that that was just like a reminder of like, you know, this is similar, even thing, even though it's art can be art, everyone can have like a different uh, channel for art, like one's an artist for sculpting or painting, photography, music, but they're all looking for something to like, in my opinion, to like reflect of what they're trying to present or portray in themselves. So in my my outlet is obviously photography, and that's how I get to learn more about myself and others in communicating. Well, that's a good way to uh, to end this show, man. Thank you so much for being on. No, thanks for having me. It's a great show. I enjoyed all the questions and the conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So real quick, I know we mentioned it earlier, but where can the people find you on social media? Oh, so my Instagram is Rick X Calde, R-I-C-K-X-C-A-L-D-E. And you can also, if you want to see just cityscape work as well, or just like my work over the years, it's on my website, rickxcalde.com. Sweet. That was awesome, man. 